Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. How did your members get healed? By me teaching them. They didn't even get healed through prayer primarily. How did you get them healed and not bury one church member in 12 years? By teaching. See, we don't think a lot of time that we're doing the work of Jesus in teaching, but we are. Are you listening to me? See, that's one way that he got people healed. See, he didn't always get people healed through miraculous gifts of the Spirit. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on doing the works of Jesus, Volume 2. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Glory to God. We'll open our Bibles again today to Scripture that we've been looking at in these classes. The ninth chapter of Matthew to begin with, and then we'll turn over to the fifth chapter of John's Gospel. We'll read some other scripture while we're there. But if you'll find those two openings, it'll be sufficient. The ninth chapter of Matthew, the fifth chapter of John's Gospel. Now here in the ninth chapter of Matthew's Gospel, the 35th verse, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing every sickness or every manner of sickness and every manner of disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth the laborers into his harvest. Now again, the, the fifth chapter of John's Gospel. Here the Word of God tells us, beginning to read with the very first verse, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man uh, was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath day. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is a Sabbath day, it is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed, and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed, and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. And afterwards Jesus findeth him in the temple, and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. 
Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself. But what he seeth the Father do, for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. Then in the 14th chapter of John's Gospel, in the 12th verse, we read where Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. So then, if we are, as believers, to do the works of Jesus, let's examine real carefully, and that's what we're doing in these classes, just how Jesus ministered to the sick, just what he did in his ministry. Because we see, we, we need to get a whole picture of his ministry because uh, all of it is his works, not just isolate the healing. Now, you'll notice the first text we read uh, concerns the entire ministry of Jesus that consisted of these three things. He went about their cities and villages teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every manner of sickness and disease among the people. Praise God forevermore. See, his ministry consisted of teaching, preaching, healing. Now, very often when it comes to healing, you see, uh, I mean, we get uh, our minds upon miracles and uh, miraculous deliverances, which usually happen instantly. You know, I pastored another 12 years, never did bury one church member in 12 years of pastoral work, never knew of one of them that got healed instantly. Number two, they very seldom got healed in a healing meeting. I had healing meetings every Saturday night. Outsiders came and got healed. How did your members get healed? By me teaching them. They didn't even get healed through prayer primarily. How did you get them healed and not bury one church member in 12 years? By teaching. See, we don't think a lot of time that we're doing the work of Jesus in teaching, but we are. Are you listening to me? See, that's one way that he got people healed. See, he didn't always get people healed through miraculous gifts of the Spirit. Now, let's back up and look at this a moment. We've covered this ground, but we'll look at it for a moment here. Notice this. Notice this. First of all, here is the healing that takes place at the pool of Bethesda. Uh, an angel comes down troubles the water. The first one in gets healed. That's all. Got to wait again for the angel to come. So you'll see that God does initiate some healings on his own. He's a divine sovereign being. He can do anything he wants to do as long as he doesn't violate his word. You see, he's given us his holy word. If he violated his word, he'd be a liar. Just like you, if you violate your word, you're a liar. Well, healing, of course, does not violate his word, does it? It's in line with his word. So if he wanted to send an angel down to trouble the water, just to let people know, you see, God will do some things for signs every now and then. Just let people know he's still alive and doing well. Praise God that his power is still available. And so you'll see those things happen. You'll see those things happen. And another thing that you need to notice is that this man wasn't what we would call a Christian man, or whoever got in there. He didn't have to be a Jew. He didn't have to be a, what we would call a saved person. I mean, there was no qualification, saved or unsaved. Amen. Pretty or ugly. Rich or poor. Man or woman. Just the first one in got healed. And you'll see things like that happen today. Then secondly, Jesus came along there this day. Now he's ministering, Acts 10, 38 said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the Holy Ghost and power went about doing good and healing all the oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And here you have a manifestation of the Spirit of God, two manifestations of the Spirit of God, or we call them gifts of the Spirit. 
First of all, Jesus knew that the man had been that way for a long time in that case, or we'd say in that condition. How did he know it? Didn't anybody tell him? Well, he knew it by divine revelation. It was revealed to him. That's what we call the word of knowledge. Then secondly, Jesus did not pray for him. Jesus did not touch him. Jesus did not lay hands upon him. Jesus did not teach him. Jesus said, other than wilt thou be made whole. He said, sir, I have no one to put me in the water. Jesus just said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And the man rose, took up his bed, was healed instantly. Praise God, went his way. The Jews accosted him for he is carrying his bed on the Sabbath. And that wasn't lawful. Uh, you know, you weren't even supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. Not even get a stick of wood. Gather wood for a fire. Not even light a fire on the Sabbath. And so on. And uh, so he was, you know, violating their Sabbath, but carrying his bed. And so they, they accosted him and stopped him and talked to him. You know, why? Well, he said, uh, the man that healed me, the fellow that cured me, told me to do it. Well, he said, who was that man? And he said, well, I don't know. He said, the scripture said, he wist not who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself away. Now, you see, here's something unusual that we need to realize and grasp about gifts of the Spirit, manifestation of the Spirit. You see, Jesus ministered to the one man and disappeared, so to speak. Just, just conveyed himself away, it said. We read the expression there. Lost in the crowd. Why didn't he minister? There's five porches full of sick people here. Well, you see, ministering under the anointing of the Spirit, you can only minister to the one that the Lord says minister to. Jesus gave an illustration of that. We looked at it there in the fourth chapter of Luke, where he said in the days, you remember, of Elijah the prophet, there were many widows in Israel. Many widows. And, but unto none of them was Elijah sent, save unto Sarepta, their city of Sidon. In other words, he couldn't just go into anybody, any widow's home, and, and work a miracle. See, that was the gift of working the miracles that was manifested, where the oil crews kept giving oil, and the meal bearer kept giving meal. In the days of Elisha, the prophet, there were many lepers in Israel, and none of them were healed, cleansed. Not a single one of them. Not a single one of them. Now, people evidently were healed of other things, but uh, saving Naaman of the Syrian. Well, Naaman came to Elisha, the prophet. Elisha didn't go out, just sent his servant out there, said, go dip the river Jordan seven times, and your flesh will be made clean. And he eventually did and was healed. Well, now why? You see, he was ministering under the anointing of the Spirit, what the Spirit told him to do. You see what I mean? And he only had the word for the one man. That's right, it wouldn't work for every Israelite. And of course, Naaman wasn't even Israelite, he is unsaved. You know, as we would say it. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't following the God of, of Jehovah God. His God was Dagon. And yet the Spirit of God said, Yeah, I've had God tell me to go raise up sinners. And they were raised up. Absolutely. Amen. Heal. Well, you say, what happened to him? Well, the same thing happened to the old, old Naaman. Praise God. He said, Now I know there's no other God. Hallelujah. In Israel. Except the God of Israel. Hallelujah. They turned to God. That's what happened. That's what happened. But you, why don't you go to everybody? Well, unless God told you, you can't. I'm talking about with gifts of the Spirit. You I'm not talking about going with teaching. You can go with teaching and preaching to everybody. But you can't go with manifestation, the gift of the Spirit to everybody. You can minister as the Spirit enables you or inspires you. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so you can see that in the life of Jesus. All of his healings were not accomplished in this way. The majority of Jesus' healings, and we have a record of the individual cases, you know, understand sometimes this is an individual case here, this man at the pool of Bethesda. However, you understand that the, it speaks sometimes about a multitude of people and so on and so forth. But we have a record in the four Gospels of the individual testimonies or individual cases of healing that the Spirit sought to record. You understand they were more than that. But there are 19 recorded instances 
Now, like I said before, we think they're moral very often because you see some of the same writer like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John record the same incident. Incidentally, this, this here to pool of Bethesda, John's the only one that records that. But many of them, like for instance, the woman with the issue of blood, both Matthew, Mark, and Luke record the same incident, but you just count it once because it's only one person. And so there are 19 specific cases that are listed under the ministry of Jesus. Out of the 19 specific cases, the Word of God, Jesus Himself, speaks of the faith of the individual that made them whole. You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. I have some things here and, and, that will and help you. That will really help you. I think these really is, is something that every Christian ought yes. to have. Yes. And, and, and it's a CD that I did, Every Member a Minister. Mm-hmm. Some, so many times they relegate minister to somebody standing by. No, a minister is somebody that takes the good news to somebody. That's right. And every member a minister and then a, a book that I put together called of God. Everybody's called to God to do something. That's right. Everybody, everybody that's in the that's on the team is called of God to do something. That's now this is a, a fourteen ninety five. It's a five dollar savings. Five dollar savings. That's right. Oh, great, great. Retail normally nineteen ninety five. Hey, we go, want you to have this book. Yeah, go to offer. go to the go to your your computer right now. Yes. And go there and and and. and Order it That's right now. Right. Get it. That's right. You need this. It will really help you. If you're having trouble understanding where you fit in and how to fit in, these two things right here will, will get you involved. They will tell you how to get involved. That's right. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on Doing the Works of Jesus, Volume 2. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.